Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining house investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. <laughs> and I'm Jill DeWitt, <laughs> broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about comparing real estate flip business, the one that we're in, to other business types. I made notes. I know, I saw that. <laughs> I get interested in this. Um, how much it costs to start companies and There's, how much it starts to get things off the ground. And how much risk there is. And exactly. does it have customers? And, you know, I, that's, does it I have love inventory? this topic. Like, I'll, I'll, here's a spoiler alert. If, if I do not know of any lower risk business as a startup or uh, lower risk or cheaper business to start than the one that we're in. Well, and there's a reason for that. talk about that. You know, there's a reason we chose this because I went, I made these decisions a long time ago. Right. And I live watching Shark Tank. I love this. And I think about all the problems. And I don't know if you guys watch this, but I do and I love it. And I think about so many of these businesses I would not touch with oh, a me 10 either. foot pole. There's me no either. way. I have so much to say. It'll be okay, fun. Good. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the houseacademy.com online community. It's free. Bob asks. I discussed this deal on the member call this week and I wanted to get some more detailed input. I'm looking at a lot on the south of this intersection, I guess, see attached, there's an image there. The flood zone takes up most of the lot. I researched the subdivision setback, which is 50 feet from the property line, and then I superimposed that and the neighbor's home footprint onto the lot and it looks like there's enough room to build a home. This is master's I degree level stuff. I love this. So what other steps should I take for due diligence? I was told to get an info report on the call, but I don't want to shell out that kind of money. And I'm really not sure that it's going to get me the answers that I need at the end of the day. It's I have not. something to say about that. It's not. Well, it, it still might save you. Okay. Whole place. <laughs> I would also like to learn how to get this info for myself. Yeah. Does anyone have any experience with this? Thanks. So one of our moderators, Kevin, already chimed in and said, Bob, I generally avoid lots in flood hazard zones. However, and this is like an infill lot, so it's kind of house and- It's all houses and stuff all around Exactly. It. However, in this case, the situation would almost be identical to how the neighbor used the property. That's it. I would use a flood zone info to negotiate a much lower offer, so low that you would feel confident that you can quickly sell it at a profit. I would cut my offer in half. And I always feel better about a funky deal when the seller accepts my reduced offer. Yeah. And if they don't accept it, I walk away from it. Yep. Either way, it gives me no stress. I mean, Kevin I nails it again. That's what I do. So the whole key here with uh, flood zone property is what's the neighbor doing? What's the neighbor in the same situation? What have they done? And the neighbor on the other side. It's all relativity. So you've heard me say it before. The whole city, the city of Phoenix is in a dramatic flood zone. Yet people buy and sell houses there every single day. So it's all about relativity. Uh, don't get freaked out by the flood zone unless it's in the middle of a river. So you can really see what's happening. Parcel Fact has a click it FEMA overlay, so does Neighbor Scoop. So getting the information about flood zones has never been easier. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't know of anywhere uh, online that has that it you like can we get, do. You can get Google, Google Earth doesn't have it. And 100% yeah. coverage of the country. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Look at your neighbors. Yeah. Look at your neighbors at any property you buy. What's going on? Well, and I still would argue, by the way, there's so many. If you're really this close and you're having this this concern, let's say it's a ten or $20,000 info lot because that's most likely what it is. 
you know, are you really going to worry about $1,400? I wouldn't, or whatever. I think it's about oh, what an info report. Info report. Because I don't think it's going to get in the information. Yeah, but, you know, it might, it, it'll either make it a beautiful purchase or it'll save you. No matter what, I've never thought, oh, that was money wasted. Yeah, neither have ever. I. Yeah, it right. saved me. Right, I, there's times that I got the info report and I'm like, woohoo, it's even better than I thought. And now when I market the property, I'm going to attach this info report because then my buyer sees everything about the property and they know what I know. This is the greatest thing on the planet. Or, wow. Glad I didn't buy it. I spent $1,400 and it saved me 20000 because yeah. I almost bought this stupid thing. Right. This would have been a mistake. All right. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> Today's topic, comparing the real estate flip business to other businesses. This is the meat of the show. Which is funny because to me, like doing that is like insurance, and I'm not. I'm usually I'm a little more of a risk taker in in life in general, like you, you know. I do know <laughs> how I ride. How I ride <laughs> off road vehicles is not safe necessarily. I don't know what to say. I like to go fast. Let's just put it that way. I like to go fast. Um, so anyway, for me to take a step back and really feel good about this, it's like, it, it says something. Yeah. Like I'll run around without a helmet all the time. <laughs> and there's times I need a helmet. <laughs> like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many examples that I could, in our history together, yeah. of you just taking crazy risks. I know. Like physically crazy risks and, and uh, we don't take, I don't, what we do is not risky. <laughs> no. Like from, a, I don't see, I, no. I see a literal zero risk in the deals in our, in what, in this business that we're there. That I agree. Hey, before, do you want me to give my stats now or you want me to save them for the end? Let's, let me do a little intro here. Okay. You have a lot of choices. You know, you're here because you want to learn about the real estate business or just about owning a company. You know, I hope it's the latter. I hope you just want, don't want to learn about buying and selling land or houses. I hope it's like, hey, my mind's open to buying a manufacturing or starting a manufacturing company, or maybe I make some stuff at my kitchen table and I want to start an Estee thing uh, and fill some need that nobody's filling, or maybe I want to buy a convenience store. Maybe I want to buy a strip mall uh, and own one of the places in there. Maybe I want to start a grocery store for a very specific type of food and on and on and on. There's so many options. We're so lucky in this country that we could be, we're two weeks away from owning your own your own company and your own destiny. You just got to get the money piece together and you have to have some knowledge and some expertise. Hopefully you have that. So this is one of those options. You have a choice. You know, this is a, a, a business that you can start overnight with a tr dramatically small amount of money, which is what Joe's going to talk about here in a second, compared to other types of businesses with when, and I think with no risk. Go ahead, Joe. And, I love what you wrote down. I can see I'm peeking over Thank your shoulder. Thank you. I just did some quick little checking to see, and it confirmed what I already th knew and thought, which is how much it costs to really start up in so many other industries. The cheapest I could find is retail. If I want to get a real little retail shop, whatever it is, you know, I don't own the building, obviously. Um, according to Inc.com, the average cost to start your little retail shop is $30,000. That's just to get going, by the way, not your monthly costs and right. you know, and that kind of a thing. You have to think about your all your utilities and the rent and the staffing. That's just to open your door. I thought that was so cool. Then I looked, all right, what well, about a restaurant? So I went to Toast. Toast is a POS system. 
It's a cash register. Right. That manages everything. So they do for all kinds of different restaurants all over the country. Maybe all over the world. I don't know how big Toast is. but It's all over the world. The average restaurant, this, this is scary. And this is if you don't own the building, too, by the way. The average cost to get started at a restaurant is $375,000. It's a lot. You can see where we're going to go with this. Yeah. On this episode. Okay. Then I went to, all right, we'll just franchise in general. I don't want to start my own thing. I'm going to buy something somebody else has already done. So I went to, uh, it's called the Balance SMB, which I think is a banking mm-hmm. finance. Anyway, so they're talking about just franchises in general. Um, the average fees just to buy into a franchise, thirty dollars to $50,000. Yeah. And then the Up average to get started average they say it starts at like from ten thousand to five million by the way depending if you want to have a panera bread or something um the average to get started is two hundred thousand dollars so and so what and jill's exactly right i'm sure the stats are right but what you really need to look at is risk so yeah do i want to uh get a papa john's pizza franchise for half a million bucks but i know my sales pretty pretty accurately are going to be this from get-go and so, and I accept the fact that I'm probably going to clear about seventy to eighty thousand bucks, and I've got a helper that really knows the business and the whole. So, there's very low risk in that, and it's but it costs a lot of money. That's a I'm okay with that. Costs a lot, low risk, get it. What what I'm looking for is a zero, very very low risk, very very low cost, right? Because we're it, we're starting something new. So, it's not even though I just did this whole Papa John's thing, I'm still personally on the hook for the rent. It doesn't work, and this retail shop is crazy. The, the, the stuff that's stacked against you to make this not work is staggering. So let's say it doesn't work. Am I out the 30,000 bucks? No, you're out $30,000 startup costs. You're out the five or eight months you tried to make it work. From Don't a, forget the five-year rent that you signed. And a, you signed a rent, a rent agreement a, personally that a you're guarantee. on the hook for forever. So okay. there's a lot of, uh, of things to consider. It's not just the money. Mm-hmm. So again, let's look at, and then and we can bring in college education. That costs, you know, fifty dollars to $150,000. Or more uh, for Ivy, Ivy League scenario. Then you for what? Then you're going to go get a job, or hopefully that's going to cover it. So the cost of our stuff is so low, and uh, the tools that are included are staggering. So y- you know, I'm just thinking about our industry and our business. What what risk is there? Yeah. In sending out a bunch of mail, offers, uh, several come back. Let's say ten, just for a round number. And then you have all the tools right in front of you. You're in your pajamas still. You're, uh, and your wife's barking in your ear about going on, on vacation next month. You better make sure that we go on vacation next month. I'm, you can't do that with any of these other things. It's true. You're not tied to some location. You're not tied to how many customers walk through your door that way. You're not tied yeah. to any of those things. Those are all issues that kill businesses. It's true. Or marriages. Yeah. Or both. No, no kidding there. So yeah, this business is you get it out of it what you put into it, and if you need to go on vacation for whatever reason or leave, then you do. Exactly. So it stops for that month, or you hire somebody like us to handle the stuff while you're gone. Or you do it part time in the mornings, but then you go do on the tour with your family and get on a jet ski later. So here's the, I've we've done that. Here's the killer for me. Here's the the thing that that stops me in my tracks about companies. If I buy a restaurant that has 40 seats in it, and I turn those seats, because the planets are aligned correctly for me that year, I turn the table turnover three times every day, seven days a week, that's the number I'm gonna make. And it stops right there. That's it. I can't stand those caps. If I get a clothing boutique, like Jill said, 
that's I'm only I'm limited to the people that are going to walk through the door that day and there's only so many that can walk through no matter what I do no matter my sales promotions no matter how great my clothes are all of that's a bad idea uh, we talked about franchises same thing it's going to be limited that every time you look at a franchise any of them mm -hmm. the best Domino's pizza locations generate about uh, eight to nine hundred thousand a year in revenue average it's around six hundred or three to six hundred I can't remember the numbers but that's it the only way to do it uh, make more money is to do it again there is no cap on what we do we don't take fees or anything there's no fees or any of that stuff so if you can do ten deals you can do ten thousand deals yeah. we've done ten thousand deals Jill and I more than yeah. that I love that conversation that's what I, I talk love to people like all right if you could do ten you could do a hundred and you're like yeah I guess you're right and then I'm like, okay, now you can do 100, you could do 1,000. They're like, you know what? You're right. Or you can do 20 next year mm -hmm. at 100,000 each, 100,000, especially with houses. I think this is the House Academy show. Yeah. You know, and now you're making $2 million and not a lot of work. Maybe you have a great? personal assistant. Maybe that's, that's it. That's funny. We have, a, we have several people in our group in House Academy. They are operating, they're doing the numbers they want to do and they don't want to take on the staff. So they've they've got their they find their sweet spot and they love it. They're like, you know what? I know I can do that, but I don't want to have payroll. I don't want to hire this. I outsource these three things that I hate. Yeah. You know, I have Pat Live, so I don't answer my phone. Or get a partner. I have this person doing this. I have this person doing that. I you know I pay them per deal, whatever it is, and ten ninety nine or however. And I, I'm do exactly what I want to do. We have all the, we have so much flexibility. It's not even funny. So let's say it all fails and you change your mind or something happens. I always look at the downside too. Stuff sure. happens. What, do you, what did you What did you lose? Yeah. You lost the price of the, of the education and, and a few months of uh, data payment. Or maybe you did a couple of deals. You made some money. You broke even. Maybe even made a little bit of more money. And you went on, moved on to something else. Exactly. It's not like. You You're put half hook. a million dollars into a, a franchise, yeah. Or you bought a strip mall and you just couldn't lease it, right? Or I mean, I can give you example after example after example of stuff that is incredibly expensive lessons. Mm -hmm. So Jill likes to talk about the positive all the time, and that's fine. But there's reality to all this stuff. It's true. There's time and money that you're going to sink in. And and what's the upside? There's no upside to this business. None. We have people in our group that are making well over a million dollars. Wait, a month. wait, no downside. I mean a downside. I'm yeah. sorry. There's there is an no upside. Downside. The downside is you lose interest, and this happens to a yeah. few people in our group every every month. You lose interest, or, or you know, you're having another baby, or, or getting a job somewhere that you believe is more. Or maybe productive. it's not for you. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay too. It doesn't. That doesn't matter. So it's not There's just. Lots, it's not gonna, you have all the options. It's not going to bankrupt you, you or cause all kinds of issues. So just, I, I can't say this enough. It's very low risk. And you have choices. You have complete control, 100% control over what assets you choose to buy when the mails comes, comes back. Do you know another thing that I love about our business versus the ones that we were just talking about? I can do this part-time like you just said, turn it on, turn it off. You can't open a restaurant and go, you know what, I'm gonna take a 90-day break. Yeah, or I don't Regroup. feel like going to work today. I'm gonna think about this. Well, the holidays are coming. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some time off and travel. You can't do that with your restaurant. You come back and no one's there. They yep. moved on. You know, your customer base is gone. They went somewhere else. You, you, we can do that. It's so uh, great. The vast majority of the businesses that I've ever looked at or I know about are very geographically uh, tied to geography. So if you own uh, an assisted living facility, you, you're going to market to a five mile or eight mile radius and you better 
better make do your research about aging in place and all that and make sure there's not a lot of competition or it's not going to work. Um, same thing with uh, a pizza place or uh, a nail salon or anything that you can think of. You're tied to that geography. It's if true. you don't like what's going on in Tennessee in this business, go a couple states over. That's true. You don't need to go there. Just send mail to a different place. That's true. I love There's it. There's no downside to this. Happy you could join us today. Every Tuesdays and Thursday, you can find us right here on the House Academy Show. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if you don't get enough of us, you can find us over on the Land Academy Show. <laughs> Tomorrow on the uh, Land Academy Show, the episode is called, I don't want to learn something new. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> you are not alone in your real estate ambition. I'm going to have a blast on this show tomorrow. I know you are. I've been wanting to talk about this for a really long time. I know. And there's a if lot you, of reasons why. If you are a person who's not really interested in learning anything new, you're, and you're super happy with your job and your situation, you don't need to listen tomorrow. <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching, wherever you are listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We, we are Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.